Welcome one and all to Vision on Sound here on Fab Radio International with me, Martin Holmes. This week, Paul Chandler, the shy yeti himself, is back, but instead of continuing his journey through the history of American television shows that he's discovering through YouTube recommendations, this time he wanted to make a few recommendations of his own. More specifically, he wanted to share some of his enthusiasm for the darker side of dramatic television shows and tell me about his selection of the current range of psychological thriller series that have been cropping up on the streaming platforms lately. And so, Vision on Sound is going to have one of those rare weeks when it looks into some of the more current television that's available rather than delving into the archives this week. I know, I know. But as the suggestion that we're selling out to the dark forces of popularism die down, Paul will be telling us all about the series You, a Netflix serial killer drama starring Penn Badgley, which currently has been running for four seasons, and the black comedy Dead to Me, also from Netflix, starring Christina Applegate and Linda Cardellini, which ran for three seasons from 2019 to 2022. He'll also touch upon the horror anthology series Slasher, which, given some of Paul's past appearances on the show, sounds like just his sort of thing. This show has run for five seasons on three different networks and features a revolving recurring cast of characters in each season, which sounds like a very interesting idea. Finally, Paul will introduce us to Wilderness, a six-part British miniseries created for Amazon Prime, starring Jenna Coleman and Oliver Jackson-Cohen, which was available for viewing as recently as September 2023. And because it's Paul, we can't avoid mopping up a few details about a few of his favourites. So we also have a brief chat about The Return of Neighbours, and he tells me all about his latest convert to the sublimely ingenious series that was The Avengers. The cult of archive TV fans is out there, people, and it only wishes to bring more joy into your world, if only you'll let it. So, even though we don't really need to, let's fire up the Fab Radio International time engines and transport ourselves over to the more edgy, paranoid and downright scary parts of the worlds of television where Vision on Sound rarely dares to venture. Hello, Paul. How the heck are you? Oh, not too bad. Just back from a little holiday down by the coast. <laughs> oh, really? Well, well, welcome back. Of course, this will now be the middle of December when this goes out. So, so <laughs> well, we'll all be thinking, oh, well, lucky you get holiday in December. I've had better weather by the coast in December than I did on, uh, in September. So um, I'm basically handing the show over to you today, really. You've got a list of things that you wanted to talk about, basically psychological dramas. Sort of, absolutely, yeah. That you've been watching, yeah. Yeah, yeah I wanted to do more of the, um, like, like we've done recently with the YouTube yeah. stuff, but I just didn't have time, so yeah. I suddenly realised, actually, I have watched quite a lot of new TVs, so let's go into the 2020s. I have been doing much the same. We uh, got one of these special offers with the Now TV stick recently, so we could get... Mm like pound a month or something and mm. we've suddenly discovered all these shows that we should have been watching uh, unfortunately various reasons the good stuff is too heavy for us at the moment so yeah. we've been watching a lot of rubbish so i've been watching things like warehouse 13 which i'd never heard oh, before yeah i've heard of that 
Yeah, mm. and things like MacGyver, but the new MacGyver, <laughs> you know. Oh. And so we're watching that kind of guff, and I've been finally watching things like Kirby Enthusiasm, oh. which I'd never seen before. And at the same time, of course, things like the fishing programme have started. So there's lots and lots of telly I've been watching, but weirdly, I've not been watching much archive telly. So it's actually yeah. quite nice for once in our <laughs> lives to sit here on, on the Vision on Side and actually talk about something that's more contemporary, more up to date. We'll set aside the series of uh, recordings we've been doing where we've yeah. been talking about sort of yeah. old stuff you found on uh, YouTube and yeah. we're going to look at yeah. some more cutting edge modern dramas. Yes. And, and actually I had more series but these four fit in the same genre ah. so Okay. Well there's another show we can do next time. I mean they're all I'm afraid they're all streaming service shows yeah. but then you know um, That's the future isn't it? Yeah. I mean the first two I've I did subscribe to um, Netflix mm. but uh, then I didn't. Right. But then I I I am currently I've got access to Netflix again. So ah. there are a couple of shows I'm catching up with. So the first show uh, is a show called You. You? Which is... Me? No, not no, you. About no, you. No. It's all about you. Oh, you about me. About well, that's the... <laughs> no, um... I'm sure most people have switched off already. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, You is hard to describe. Mm. It's a little bit like Dexter where you are following a killer. But, oh, right. But it's not quite the same as where, where Dexter kills people right. who are nasty. The character in you, it sort of accidentally happens, or it, he doesn't... He's a bit of an obsessive character anyway. Okay. And I've, wa I've watched the first three series, mm. and, and the fourth series, which is the one that I've watched recently, mm. uh, is set in the UK. It's usually okay. it's set in the States. Is it actually um, made in the UK, or, or is it made, it's no, bit, it's made bits in, of it's, Los Angeles that look a little bit like London with the odd bus driving by? I think this fourth season is definitely made in... Well, Is it a Jessica Fletcher London, or is it a real No, London? I think it's real. <laughs> um, I try to think of examples where I was thinking, oh, what have they done? Because the first series is set in New York, and the second series is set in Los Angeles, mm. um, partly because... Right. I, I think that what happens in the first series, he wants, mm. he thinks it's probably best to be the opposite side of America. Oh, I see what you mean. <laughs> to, so, to does it have up. a regular cast apart from the lead then? Or, who, is, who is the lead in it? The lead is Penn Badgley. Right. Okay. Um, Do we know him from anything um, else? I don't know him from anything else. I no. think he might be from like American shows. No. Oh, okay. I guess he's probably in his mid 30s, so he might okay. have been in something when he was. Let me see what, what he's known for. Oh, he's in Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl, yeah, which I never saw. Hmm. Yeah, so he's about thirty-six. So, oh right, okay. and, he's, and, he's, and this is the fourth year. So, so middle-aged. He's, <laughs> he's been doing it since his early thirties, I suppose. Right. Um, in the fourth series, the third series ends, I think, where you he's faked his death a bit, oh, like, okay. which also happened in Dexter, as it happened. But oh, okay. but um, yeah, he sort of relocates. Well, a London lot of these these stories, they write themselves into a corner, really, and that's possibly yeah, the only yeah. way out, isn't it, to make a complete fresh start. I, I'm always fascinated by these shows where they have a different story for each season. Mm. Because it's kind of like television has sort of changed from that point of view. When they did Murder One, you know, back in when I was a lad, you know, yeah. they tried doing that with a different cast and it didn't, people hated it. They didn't like the fact mm. it changed, but it shows that television now is a more fluid thing, isn't it? People have yeah. sort of bought into that. Okay, as long as there are touchstones with the original, they're quite happy to take it in a different direction every year. It's one of those shows that's like 10 episodes a season. Mm. First season was 2018, mm. but it was on, it was only on Lifetime at that mm. point. And I, I, but I think that ha often happens if something looks, I think Netflix sometimes... They'll hoover it up. But, yeah, hoover it up. Cause they think, oh, well, you know, we've got a concept and it's doing quite well. Mm. And I think and it is based on books as well. Mm. Uh, oh, I'm okay. not sure how much 
sometimes some of these shows, I believe that Dexter is based on books, but I'm not yes, sure that every is. season is. Sometimes the show, maybe a book is, maybe there are one or two books and then a series starts and then the series mm. goes on its own way, different to the books. So I'm not quite mm. sure. Um, I, I am going to try and read the books. Well, actually. Morse did that, didn't it? I mean, Morse had mm. scripts that were based on actual novels and yeah. then it had yeah. scripts that were based on the characters that had yeah. nothing to do with the novels. I mean, there are far more episodes of Morse than there were books that were yeah. written by Colin Dexter. But in the end, when it had finished and they were doing one-offs every year, they were going back to his novels. So so it's, yeah. it's a kind of, again, it's a fluid thing, isn't it? But a series like Elementary, for example... The Sherlock Holmes one. Mm. I mean, there's so many more episodes of that than there are Sherlock Holmes stories in in the original Conan Doyle. But some of them were loosely based on books and some of them were just, well, we've got these characters, let's see what we can do with it. I think it's just the modern model, isn't it, for crime drama as a rule. Yeah, yeah. The, um, considering it was, was maybe in, in the UK, you kind of... It's a Covid series, yeah. Well, yeah, I think there was mm. a bit of a delay, mm. a couple of years delay between seasons for this, mm. for this what, this season. But considering it was set and, uh, as far as I mm. can tell, mostly filmed in the UK, uh, there weren't as many cameos by UK actors oh, as, right. as I thought. Although Sean Pertwee was right, well, he seems to turn up in everything, doesn't he? <laughs> as a body, uh, yeah. Uh, well, I haven't seen him really, mm. I mean, in anything for a while, but but um, yeah, he uh, he was in mm. Greg. Greg Kinnear was in an episode, um, yeah. although I, I barely recognised him from when I'd last seen him. Uh, he play, he played quite a major character. I, I was still quite a few episodes mm. in where I was going, well, where's Greg Kinnear? And then, uh, oh, that's Greg Kinnear. He's just got older. <laughs> a lot of actors do a nice tidy living by guesting in various American shows. They sort of move to L.A. for a couple of years and they turn up in everything. I mean, Sean Pertwee uh, was in Elementary, weirdly enough. Again, he was in the British episodes mm. of that, but then he got that Batman series, didn't yeah. he, whatever it was called, Gotham or whatever, mm. whichever one he was in. So, uh, you know, it can lead to things. I, funnily enough, because, like I said, we were watching uh, Warehouse 13, Jamie Murray, who was in Hustle, seems to have turned up on quite a lot mm. of the shows around 10 years ago. She just seemed to turn up in a lot of American shows. Again, must have moved to L.A. for a while and, you know, got a tidy living sort of doing... The British villain seemed to play very well on American telly for quite some yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, this fourth season was, was a slightly different format to... Because okay. um, the first half... They broke into two halves. Right. And the first half was almost like a whodunit where there was a, a killer around and they were sort of trying to frame um mm. joe goldberg who's the mm. character played by penn badgley although he was because he's supposed to be dead yeah. he was calling himself right. and he was calling himself jonathan jonathan moore and he was somehow somehow i got a job as a university <laughs> professor but we won't oh ten a penny these days he mate, ten a penny. bookshop he, uh, <laughs> he used to run bookshops a lot so is is his character basically someone who's always in the wrong place at the wrong time or somebody just happens to be close to him that gets murdered or something is and he's trying to find out who did it is, is that basically or is there well, more no, to it he, i mean he's a bit of a yeah i mean in the early season he's he's a bit of a sort of obsessed with certain women and kind of things go too far and then he has to kind of oh dear oh, i think mm. i might have accidentally murdered somebody and oh then i have now i have to hide what i've done mm. oh now somebody's found out what i've done so now i'm gonna to have to kill them uh, and then in the latest in the middle seasons it's sort of he mm. ends up marrying somebody who is as just as oh, bad right. as he is although he hadn't realized she was in this season the fourth season it's more that um, he thinks he's started mm. a new life and he's got away from it all and he doesn't intend to do any more killing. But then somebody starts 
killing people right. and blaming him and quite mm. clearly knows who he is, even though he's nobody else seems to. And then there's after sort of five episodes with the Who Done It, the second half of the season, it sort of well it opens things up in a different way from the when you discover what's happened. So the show, I mean, is it complete? Is it finished? Um, or has the door been left open for a series five? Yeah, there's. I think there's a. I think there's a season. Um, I mean, each season can mm. sort of be watched as a separate entity, but right. there's a cliffhanger at the end which would make you want to watch the next one. But um, they are, to a certain mm. extent, each season is a sort of a story arc. But um, there is one more <sighs> season. I believe it's the last season still to come. So yeah, it's it's sort of been left with a. That's become um, quite the thing again in in these limited episode seasons eight or ten episodes they always mm. seem to finish it with something to bring you back next year there always seems to be a massive cliffhanger out which is fine if the series comes back one of the shows we did watch last month was the lincoln rhyme series which i didn't know when we started watching mm. it i thought it was a new show turns out it was about six years old mm. and they never made any more <laughs> but that ends on a massive cliffhanger out mm. you know so it's kind of, it does depend on whether or not yeah, they're going to pull the plug, I suppose. But I'm assuming that this seems to have enough momentum. I mean, you've obviously gone back to make sure you saw yeah, I think Series they... 4, so it's got enough momentum yeah. in it to yeah. to be making a comeback. Is it good? I mean, is it, I mean, obviously you've you've sought it out. Yeah, I, I really like it. I mean, it is slightly stretching mm. credibility in places, but I'm fine with Indeed. that. I mean, my whole life stretches credibility sometimes. <laughs> but I mean, of the four shows we're going to talk about today, where does this sit in is this best, worst, middling? I mean, do you have a favourite of the four? It's probably one of my favourites, because mm. at least one of the shows I, I, we're going to talk about ah. It's so new, I've only seen half of it so far, but it's... Um, it has but, promise. But it, it, yeah. Well, it has interest to... It has promise, and it has some people in it who uh, have connections to shows. That well, we I love this, about, you see, Paul, because I always think the, the reason I talk to you about these things is that you watch these things so I don't have to. And I can not waste my time on the ones that are rubbish <laughs> yeah. and just go straight to the good stuff. I mean, we've I've done this with Sandy as well. We talk about all sorts of shows and then... I sort of finally get access to one of these channels and I binge the good ones. <laughs> right, do you want to move on to number two or do you want to quickly just... Uh, you've got a, yeah. a, a precis of you that you want to give us before we move on. Uh, I, I, I think that that's enough. I think we've... You know, it's mm. Obviously, if you haven't seen the show, then you, you ought to start with season one. It does feel that you have to have that flow through. Well, I just think that some characters mm. from the third series appear in the fourth series mm. uh, as well. So there are some ties to... And I think even some of the, because he often has sort of mm. uh, hallucinations, so they did right. bring back one or two characters yeah. only for scenes from like even the first or second season. So that would make more sense. Well, this is kind of the weirdness, isn't it, of modern shows? I mean, again, it's part and parcel of how we watch telly these days. Streaming services, sometimes they don't get all the seasons. You know, you, you have to track down the early seasons mm. on different mm platforms which is as a television viewer or someone who's so used to how we used to watch television that completest thing it can be a, a right pain can't it let's be honest you know i think that might be the case with one of the other shows i'm going to mention although mm. well when we come to Ali's pain that that, ma mm. that matters okay. it kind of matters less but uh, um the next show i'm going to talk about is called dead to me again one of those phrases i hear a lot in my life um and now i think that's that's three seasons and it Pierce were finished in November last year. Now, I haven't seen... Well, I was after I'd finished mm. watching you, I thought, I wonder if, what else mm. I can watch psychological thriller and typed it in, mm. and it came up. 
and I thought, oh, this looks good. Um, it's a it's a sort of black comedy yeah. drama, and it stars okay. Christine Applegate and mm-hmm. Linda Cardellini, um, who I don't much know, and I don't know much. Uh, about. She was in ER for years, uh, in the late late seasons of ER. Oh. I do remember her, yes. Now, the funny thing is, I started watching it thinking I hadn't seen it. I watched the trailer. The trailer was actually not really a trailer. It was more like oh, okay. the first scene, which I obviously... Well, anyway, I'm watching episode one, and I'm like, oh, I have seen this. But then what I realised is that I probably... Because mm-hmm. we haven't had Netflix for quite a long time. Is okay. that I think I watched the first season. <laughs> Memorable television. So, um, right. I have got... Well, only because, partly because not having Netflix either, I didn't. There wasn't that much that would make no. me want to resubscribe to Netflix. So I, I kind of probably liked it, but at that time, wasn't even sure. Sometimes it takes ages for a second season to come. But mm. it looks like I have a second and third season that I. But as I'd started, I thought, well, it's probably best that I start from. So I'm really going to be talking about season one, which is the one I've right. seen once and I'm now rewatching. Is it all come flooding back when you've it's watched it once before? Did you actually do you actually get that thing where you're thinking? Yes, because it's about two women mm. who meet at a grief counselling um, session. One of them has lost their right. husband in a car crash, and the other one claims that that their husband mm-hmm. died of a heart attack. Now I can give this away because it's okay. a spoiler that happens very quickly. You quickly find out that we as the viewers know a lot more than okay. some of the characters do. So we quickly find out that the woman who who claims her husband died of right. a heart attack, he's not even dead. They just split up. And we also discover very quickly that that woman also was responsible for the car crash that killed the other woman's husband. Oh, crikey. But um, they're kind of now best buddies. Mm. Um, because they mm. bonded at the grief counselling thing. And it's just how all that sort of unravels. And uh, James Marsden, who used to be in... Well, he, he was in Party of Five, but he was also in those X-Men films as Cyclops. But he, he, he plays the husband. And, and I remember right. it, it getting very sort of twisty-turny and the viewers getting to see things that some of the characters don't. I, and, I, and I remember it ending on quite a... Well, yeah, but leaving on a sort of... I think probably the end of the right. first season you knew there would be more, but not necessarily when. You see, that situation that you mentioned about one having been responsible for the mm. incident that affected the other feels like a subplot of so many other shows I've watched. But I think that's become one of those mm. interesting things now of when people are pitching shows. They can take that and say, ah, but what if we actually followed that life, you know, those lives, and made a show about that? Yeah. And I think that's an interesting development, again, of how television is going, is that sometimes something that was possibly just a little bit of a melodramatic subplot in one thing, when you actually think about the real-life consequences of something like that, there are so many shows that I've watched over the years, you know, especially one-off crime dramas, where you do sort of find yourself wondering, yeah, but what happened to the rest of their lives? I mean, OK, for quite a lot of them, they were chucked in clink and never heard of again. But, you know, for the ones that are affected by this, actually, that's a very interesting place to start a drama, sometimes where the other shows have ended. Oh, what I should say is that You is a 45-minute episode show, whereas this is more... 20, well, 
you know how they are on these streaming shows. They can just do whatever they like. They like. Any length, yeah, because it doesn't matter. They're not going to fit a time slot. It, says, it says on Wikipedia it's between 26 minutes and 39 minutes. So I think mm. generally there it's. I think generally we are towards it being a, a, a sort of half an hour show. I was completely thrown a few weeks ago. I watched uh, one of the new Twilight Zone episodes, hour long episode. And I thought, oh, OK. And then the next day I thought, oh, I've got an hour spare. I'll watch another one. And it was a 31 minute episode. And I was like, oh, well, I'm going to do the other half hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple of other famous people in okay. it um, who are playing recurring characters. Um, Ed Asner <gasps> is is wow. in the first season. I'm I'm not sure he's hasn't he left us now. I, 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 I think I, he has. Yes. Yes. He died, died in 2021. So mm. he must have so it might um, be one of his last performances. Yeah. And also Frances Conroy, who right. was in Six Foot Under, and I think she's, I'm pretty sure she's been in American Horror Story. Oh, okay. Yes, she has quite a lot. So she, she's she's in, I think, in the two seasons I haven't seen oh, yet. Okay. So. so it's worth so, sticking around for. Yeah, and I certainly sort of, it's just more worrying that I, did, I didn't, I sort, of, I sort of looked at the title and I looked mm. at it thought, I feel like I, I know this. But then the, the trailer they used was so not representative mm. of the show because it, 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 it literally the first scene and, mm. and uh, didn't didn't give me it. But I'm glad because I didn't know yeah. that there were new seasons for me to watch. So um, Where do you sit on spoilers, Paul? I mean, because obviously sometimes a trailer shows you a lot and sometimes it's a, very much the teaser. And sometimes only showing you stuff that happens in the first five minutes is a... An interesting way of bringing you into a show. Yeah, but I'm I mean, with, would you I'm prefer? I'm a bit with spoilers. Oh, I, are you? No. Oh, okay. Sometimes I go in. Uh, so not 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 Hunt in the this. spoiler. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not a TV example, but mm. one of the recent screen films, mm. I found out a big spoiler right. about a character dying, oh. and actually, when I watched the film, because you know how these sort of films some. People go through mm. stabbing, being hit in the head with things, mm. and yet they're still alive. Mm. I actually appreciated the scene more, knowing that it wasn't going to be one of those scenes. Right. Um, I was like, oh no, this is the scene. Mm. Uh, whereas I might have just watched it and thought, mm. yeah, yeah, they'll they'll do this, and it and it'll be in hospital and it'll mm. be fine by tomorrow. So I actually found it a lot more hard hitting, knowing that it was a real scene. But it, yeah, it's. It's no, I get you. I, I've always been quite anti-spoiler, generally. Yeah. I prefer to watch something and not know. But sometimes now it doesn't bother me as much. I remember many, many years ago, I worked with a guy who used to go to the cinema and then tell you the entire plot of the film when, he, yeah. when he'd been to the cinema. And and he'd sort of say, and there's a really good bit at the end. And he'd go, right, at the end, like at the end of the film. And he'd go, oh, well, it's, it's not, not quite at the end. It's, it's near the end. It's, I think, oh, God, you've already ruined the entire film yeah. for me. However, that said, there are sort of, I remember very clearly, I actually had to look up before I ever watched The Godfather Part 3. I wanted to know what happened to a certain character yeah. before I went to see the film because I needed to be mentally prepared for it. I couldn't yeah. just go in there not knowing how it was going to turn out I just, yeah. so so it sometimes i think for your own mental health well-being you know you actually have to feel that you're comfortable because sometimes i've i don't know about you i mean you you get attached to characters and sometimes i think the trauma even though they're fictional sometimes mm. the tra trauma of something is too much to bear and it's mm. just sometimes quite useful to you know 
a bit forewarned sometimes helps yeah. you get through, I find. But, like I say, generally speaking, prefer not to know. After we finish talking about my psychological thrillers, I have mm. three little things to talk about oh. very briefly in the last 15 minutes or so. Ooh. And one of those involves spoilers where... Oh, well. A lot of people then complained about the spoilers, <laughs> um, and then other people said, uh, and people were saying, "Oh, I don't like that. I, I don't want to watch anymore." And other people were going, "It's the first episode of yeah. this show yeah. that you really missed and yeah. is now back, and clearly they're putting it in a situation yeah. which we need to fight." Yeah. How could you say you're not going to watch it? If you're you going to draw like in the viewers. It, yeah. You need to know. You need mm. to know. It's to draw in the viewers, and you need find out how we're in this situation isn't that what it's interesting uh, really when you think about it they used to put on the front page of the newspapers like a coronation street funeral for the mm. soaps oh let's face it there was inside soap magazine had told you all the plots that were coming up in the next two or three months if you would want the sort of some people enjoy that they want to see how it plays out and they want to know what oh he's going to do this and she's going to do that and that is fine if that's your thing you know, but for other people, that spoils it, and that's why they're called spoilers. Do you remember with that on um, that uh, Daleks in Manhattan with oh. David Tennant, mm. and they had what the Dalek mutation looked thing like guy on, looked on like the cover on of the, the Radio, Radio Times, Times. Yeah. and that was the actual cliffhanger. Mm. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, maybe they should have put that after the first episode mm. had been broadcast or something. Yeah. If they were going to put that, in, that was weird. Anyway, next show is this is a good example as as you say. Um, things crossing stream. Okay. Um, it's a show called Slasher. Slasher. Um, that sounds not my kind of thing at all. The, the, <laughs> but it's an anthology show like American Horror Story. Is, oh, right. Each, okay. each, story, each season is a different story. Right. Sometimes, I mean, it's basically the Canadian American Horror Story. Okay. Um, I think I might. But they couldn't call it Canadian Horror Story because uh, yeah. people would. <laughs> um, but it, it's people would going, mock. It's been going since about 2016, and it originally okay. was, the early seasons were on Netflix, but the later seasons um, have been on Shudder, which is a, a like a horror streaming service. Oh, okay. Made and budgeted by, I mean, they pay for it. They make it. Um, well, yeah, I mean, it says they ordered it, so mm -hmm. I guess they must be financing it. The last two seasons, the last two, so the fourth season, which is the one... That I've just seen mm. and the fifth season which I haven't seen yet are both on Shudder exclusively okay. and it is very much you do get a situation where the act the actors are playing I think there's almost like two years between each season though so right. sometimes I've kind of like forgot the, the 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 I guess because the people in it tend to be not as famous as the people in American Horror Story mm. I kind of almost have forgotten was she was she one of the other ones? But, ah, uh, so it's um, not like think, a repertory company then. It's it, they are well, actually it, different characters each year, each, each they, season. They're, they're different. The actors may be the same, but the characters they play are different. Ah, it's one of those. And, and right. In the same way as the American Horror Story is like that, that mm. you do get a, a, a changing, you do get a changing cast, but you mm. do get quite a lot of actors who are in three or four seasons, some who are in more, some who are in less. Mm. Um, I think I've got uh, True Detective on my uh, watch list at the moment. I've not seen it yet, but uh, that again seems to have a different story each year. So it's uh, okay. It's it's again it's a new phenomenon in television, although it's sometimes a new phenomenon that's quite an old phenomenon, really. Mm, but yeah, mm. the the um, episode lengths are more between forty six minutes mm. and fifty three minutes. Okay, um, and there's eight episodes per mm. season. Um, but and I think you would 
not like this show because no. it it's the gory end. Ah, horror. okay, fair um, To the almost to the point where I'm going, yeah, come on. <laughs> I, I don't need I don't need that much gore either, no. and I like horror films. Um, Again, with horror films, they've they've had to push it and push it and push it further and further, haven't they, over the decades, really? Because nowadays, the ones that were shocking in 1970 just look slightly. Yeah. To the seasoned horror viewer, they look yeah. quite ridiculous. But uh, yeah, I, I get that. It's I don't know. I'm. It's not a, a genre I'm mad keen on. That's the thing. But what interests me about this is is what interests me about a lot of these things. Are you happy now with the way television's gone to the the arc storyline? the eight episode, the ten episode. Do you feel that's more satisfying? That I mean, when I was a kid growing up watching, say, The Rockford Files, each show, each week was kind of self-contained. You occasionally got a to-be-continued and you got a two-parter. But generally speaking, most telly, most episodic telly was self-contained. And we seem to have moved now to a, a more... I mean, okay, we had seasons of things like ER. Let's go back to ER. And, and there would be arcs across the seasons, but generally still each episode was a standalone and yet now here we are with these shows where you have to really commit to all eight or ten and do you bail out on any shows you know say after a couple and say i can't be bothered with this or are you basically in there for the long haul now um well i sometimes i find with these shows uh, 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 i mean this particular season's called flesh and blood mm. um and suddenly going back to American Horror Story, some seasons I feel like they've got plot that fills eight to ten episodes. Mm. And some seasons I've thought, they've basically got six episodes of plot here. Right. And they stretch it out. And 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 it's a bit telling because one or two of the American Horror Story seasons, it's almost like they were making it and they went, right. there's no way we're going to stretch this till to ten episodes. And, and suddenly the season's mm. only nine. Um, right. Or one of the seasons they did on American Horror Story, they actually broke it into a six and a four and right. had two stories. Oh, okay. Um, right. which, which I think is be- I would rather than just treading water for a week. I mean, I, yeah, that was one of the things I found. I, we had uh, Killing Eve recommended to us, and basically it was a five-part story that was stretched to eight, and there were three weeks that yeah. you could have quite easily thrown in the bin, and nobody would have missed really. But hey, yeah. that's an opinion. <laughs> well, f- Flesh and Blood is um, the premise is. Uh, a wealthy but dysfunctional family gather for a reunion on a secluded island. Mm-hmm. Oh they should know better. Um, their old wounds and competitive rivalries flare up when the family realises a masked killer is on the island intent on cruelly picking them off one by one. It's put up like a competition. There's like a there's like a, um, a patriarch who sort of said, "Well, if you want my money, you're going to have to fight for it." And he's the weird. He's the weirdest. What? Because I say there's no real big famous people are in the in this show except that the patriarch is played by somebody who's better known as a director but who i'm aware does do appearances but i don't think he's the best actor <laughs> in the world and that's david cronenberg um i he likes who, who sort of did things like scanners and rabid and yeah and, and still makes horror films these days but he's not he's not the bestest actor um but um, he he dies early on, but then you still see him in quite a lot of flashbacks to, um, uh, and um, yeah, it's it's it's, it, it, but yeah, I mean each episode you've got a various different. Usually, the first some of the the early episodes are almost like who's going to die in this episode, and it's usually quite 
an elaborate um, setup. Ba basically, they do a test, um, which which could be anything from sort of having to not get electrocuted in some sort of like trap type game, or um, and then the person who loses the game um, or who is the last one to complete it has failed and doesn't die immediately, but then gets picked off later in the um, by this strange masked figure, and you're sort of trying to work out who. Uh, you know the 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 figure is um, out of yeah. the presume presuming that one of the people who's playing the game is the killer, right? Um, or at least somebody that you've seen is the killer. It's not going to be a, someone unexpected, right? So, okay, so literally, it's it's like a bit like Cluedo in, in that sense. You you don't know who who is responsible. No, we don't. We think. don't know. I, we, we as the viewers don't know. So is that the big reveal in the final episode? Um, I, th I think it's revealed as the. I think it's revealed in the cliffhanger of the penultimate episode, ah, and then, and then yeah. there's still plenty of twists in the final episode, as well as trying to those who are still left trying to survive. Right. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I I, I enjoyed it, mm -hmm. but it was almost. I noticed from the description here that the uh, the next season is going back in time to Victorian times. So. Yes, I, I which I'm in two minds about because I'm not always the biggest fan of period. Mm. Um, when I used to like. Dark Shadows, the mm. American soap opera, that, that went through whole months and months set yeah. in the past. Whereas I, I always liked the 19 episodes set in the current day, which yeah. at that time was either late 60s or early 70s, because I wanted to see them in their 60s right. and 70s. Well, obviously it's old. It's now it's all old, but um, I always liked the modern day setting. Yeah, I always liked in the same way as. I would much rather watch a Hammer film mm. with Dracula in 1972 <laughs> than in whenever the most of them are set. But, ah, uh, right. Um, are you a, are you a uh, contemporary thriller kind of guy? Then? Is that... I do quite like contemporary, yeah. even if it becomes dated as time goes on. Mm. Uh, I don't really like period, yeah. period stuff. As, uh, even if I end up enjoying it, I... Mm. I, I I kind of like to see these nasties in... in... There's a wonderful abstraction, isn't there? I mean, you think about Oddly enough, things like the even the Universal pictures, you know, the uh, the Frankenstein films that they made in the 30s. Sometimes they're driving cars, mm. and yet sometimes you've got this idea that they're really set in in the 17th century, and and it's yeah. kind it is kind of odd sometimes that whether you prefer something that's totally. I mean, didn't they do a a Sherlock where they went set it in the Victorian era which is kind of very very meta considering it was an update of the show to contemporary London just I don't know it, it seems to be something that they're drawn to maybe they all just like putting on the posh togs you know maybe they're yeah, the actors yeah. they just like doing that um, my last show mm -hmm. uh, before, before, before the bonus material oh, oh, well, <laughs> yeah. is um, we're just chatting about telly Paul you know we can take it wherever <laughs> we like got things that need to be said. Um, <laughs> well, we'll, we'll give you time, don't worry. Don't worry. It's all right. Um, so my last show is called Wilderness. It's on Prime. Okay. It's 42 minutes to 58 minutes, six episodes. Brand Maybe spanking even... new. Yeah, I mean, this was only released on the 15th of September. Oh, right. And you've already um, seen it all? I've seen five out of six episodes. Oh, okay. Whoa, um, so you're actually you're sitting on the cliffhanger yes. as we speak. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I actually thought it was more than six episodes. I'm glad it's only six because I was beginning to think how they're going to stretch this out. Mm. But um, the main reason I watched it was because Jenna Coleman is the main character. Oh, okay. You're um, a big fan. 
I I, re- I liked her in Doctor Who as Clara. Mm. She's one of my favourite. I think she, I, I just like her acting style, and, mm. and and I think she's very. Although it's one of those programs where you almost think who, none of these people are that nice. Ah. Um. The husband does something bad, and she puts up with it, but then mm. he does it again, and she starts to do things in retaliation, mm. and then you end up thinking, well, I can understand. But she could have just left him. Mm. <laughs> um, uh, you know. Yeah, um, it made for interesting drama, that though, would it? I suppose that's yeah. that's the thing. I mean, th- yeah. I mean, quite often you are sitting there as a viewer at home, going, "Well, why don't you just not do this? You know, do you have to do this? Do you have to do that? There are choices here, but of course, yeah. that it's the choices that you make within the drama that make it, it interesting and drama. Bit, yeah, I mean, it's a bit like what I, I mean. I'm complaining about exactly what I saw the people complaining about on that other show I mentioned, mm. where. Yeah, well, yes, if that hadn't happened, there wouldn't be a show. Mm. Yes, you have to, you can't have all the characters um, being nice, or it would be very, very boring. Um, other actors in it are Oliver Jackson Cohen, okay. who I, I recognised. He, um, he's her husband. But, right. Um, I think he used to be a Hollyoaks, but he's done loads okay. of things since. Um, well, he's uh, done the the haunting series. Yes, isn't so, that's right. Yes, um, Ashley Benson is is playing a character who is works with the husband and i know her from pretty little liars okay um and a a show i really like Mm. um which ended a a few years ago now but i haven't seen her on anything else so i'm kind of glad that um now she's got work she's got work yeah the only other person that i really recognized and um i was kind of surprised seeing it is uh, I wouldn't have even remember. I wouldn't have even remembered her name, but I did recognise her face. Mm. Um, it's uh, Claire Rushbrook. Oh yes. Who um, I remember her. She was in a, a Doctor Who, okay. Satan Pit, and the Impossible right. Planet. Um, and I mean, she, she's been in lots of things like Whitechapel. Mm. She was in an Inside Number Nine recently. Mm. Um, which reminds me, when I was on holiday, mm-hmm. my hotel room was number nine. I got very excited <laughs> about being inside number nine, except that what happened inside inside mm-hmm. number nine wasn't worth worth it. <laughs> it it um, wouldn't it wouldn't have filled a half hour of intrigue and humour. Well, I'm sure I could have made something, but, um, but I was quite. I was. I was. You can tell that I'm a cult TV fan because. Mm. I was inordinately excited to to have. Number nine. Did you keep going up to the reception and saying, uh, "Can I have my key, please? I'm inside <laughs> number nine." Well, I did take a photo of the door, <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, I mean, Clara has been in, in, in a great deal of shows that I've watched. Mm. So, um, Black Mirror, mm. yeah, all sorts of things. Mm. Ashes to Ashes. Mm. Uh, she's one of those faces yeah. going back to sort of the nineties. Um, so she, she plays um, Jenna Coleman's mother. Right. The only thing is, I couldn't work out to start with. Um, they're both well. I couldn't work out. I thought, oh, Jenna's not speaking in, in her Jenna voice. She's uh-huh. or her Clara voice. Right. And I realised she was sort of. It's sort of like a Welsh. It's a Welsh accent. She's mm. not doing it badly. But then, then her mother came into it, and she was doing the same accent. And I was like, oh, do we need them to be Welsh? This, this is. It, mm. Yeah, I didn't quite. I guess it's fine, but I wasn't mm. sure how necessary it was to the plot for them to be. Maybe they just didn't want them to sound like me, right. or possibly I don't know. Perhaps Jenna's accent is. I don't know what mm. um, Claire Rushbrook's accent mm. is like. Maybe they just thought it was easier. 
if they both had a similar accent, so they right. both put on an accent. I don't know. I, this should this should be the thing that's bothering me about this. Show, no, but. well, again, it's am <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? I mean, th this has always been the interesting thing for for television producers everywhere is they never know quite what it is that's going to upset somebody. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, so what? Where is the wilderness that it's set in? Well, or is it, or is it the, a mental wilderness that we're talking about? No, um, he uh, the husband gets a job in America, right, and. I, I I can't remember what she did before, but she mm. gave up her job, her life to, when they got married, to go to follow his job, mm. and then he starts as soon as he gets there, he's mm. philandering, mm. and she's kind of like, why did I throw every you know all my friends, my family, mm. come over to do, and and you're off with some other girl when without me even realizing, mm. um, but they go on a hol a holiday, and then bump into a woman that she suspects is the woman that he's been philandering with. Right. And then that woman dies. But mm. I can't, I can't, I, I can't say too much because... No, no. I, uh, well, it's, because a, it's a new only, show and yeah, people might... Yeah, well, and also um, some things like in that Dead to Me, yeah. things happen within the first five yeah. minutes. And well, normal, this is, you see, normally on this show, we're talking about stuff that you've had 40 years to watch yes, it. But yeah, this, exactly. this one's yeah, this is... quite squeaky new. Yeah. But overall, but I mean, do you think the... The psychological thriller is in a good place at the moment. Do you think? I mean, you've enjoyed them all to a lesser or greater yeah, extent. Yeah, I mean, but I do, I do like that. I mean, one of my favourite. It's also one of my favourite reading genres. Mm. I'm a big fan of like Ruth Rendell and, yeah. and her books as Barbara Vine, mm -hmm. that are particularly psychological right. thrillers. And I read other, you know, sometimes. Yeah. When I'm, I go on Amazon and I just type in psychological thriller and I'll yeah. read an author I don't even know just because yeah. it says it's a good psychological thriller. Um, I, I, I mm. much prefer that to a, a thriller thriller. So, um, do you think they work well? Do you think it works as a medium, as a, as a genre on screen better than on, on the page? Or do you just think they are completely such different things that they both have, have a place? Because I was saying a couple of these were adaptations, weren't they? And I just think, yeah. you think sometimes the book might have a very different feel to it. They'd be like, Well, sometimes, yeah, and it does worry me that they might have stretched a book that, mm. you know, we've got 10 episodes, we'll have to stretch it. It's a slim it volume. Yeah, it's um, but, but, you know... Um, mm. Yeah, uh, but it's all in a good place, and you've been enjoying all of these shows. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you. I know that. Uh, I know this is probably not connected at all, but uh, I know you're also a fan of Only Murders in the Building, aren't you? Is yeah, called that? Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and that's had um, another the, season now. The third hasn't it? season. So, yeah, I'm mm. because I'm having. You're having to wait. I, it's probably almost all out now mm. at this uh, time of recording. Oh, I, I see. Oh, you're um, waiting for the the whole lot. You have to, be to wait. Well, the, I think they put the first two out, and then it was like you'll have to wait. Ah. One a week. Uh, they, they they didn't make them available all at once. Whereas technically, I could have watched all mm. the wilderness in one sitting because it was all there straight away. Mm. As was Shudder. Do you prefer that? Do you prefer the binge, or do you prefer the wait and have another one, the taster, and just wait a week? I, or I think with well, they did that with you, like I said. Mm. I should say that a bit better because um, they did that with you, as mm. in the TV show. Yeah. With you, um, they broke it into two five. Episode. Oh, people have to wait uh, a week for me every week, Paul. I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> but they, you know, but I know you can put start, out podcasts every got... five minutes, but people have to wait for me. I don't know whether they yeah. want to, but that's what they have to do. Um, but they, they did that, and I think I remember thinking, I'm just going to wait until all mm. ten episodes are out. I'm not going to resubscribe to Netflix until mm. it's all. Oh, I know it's all there. Yeah. Um, so I, really, I'd rather better watch it my own pace. So 
I mean, I could have just closed my Has eyes. Has the quality and, and, kept and, up on that? You still enjoying that? I am, although I think if they did a fourth season, they really need. There are tropes that are yeah. appearing, like it always seems to be a woman who one of the other, one of the two main characters, well, any of the three characters are dating mm. a character that yeah. any of the three characters are dating that is is highly suspected to be right. the person who did the and, and and that trope it's been used in each season and yeah. I'm, I'm like okay. mm, yeah come on so sometimes um, the formula of the show can actually work against it. Yeah, I mean, I've enjoyed it, but I think if we did more, it really needs to come up with something different. Yeah, um, yeah maybe they need to enough. find another building. This is the mm-hmm. trouble by fixing it to um, that build. You know, that yeah. the particular building. There's not much that changes. Mm. They've managed to get a theatre into the third season. Oh right. Uh, which take, um, and even then they had to kind of go. Oh well, how 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 can because we do a podcast where it's about murders in our building and this isn't mm. our building. How can we get around? so they know they're beginning to have to change yeah. the format of pushing of the envelope. Yeah, I know. What you but mean, then yeah. I, I I think they even do it that the body ends up being killed in the theatre and turns up in the building. Ah. But I'm thinking, um, oh, maybe do it call, may, maybe the format. Um, the, a little bit limiting if you want to do it for multiple seasons. Well, you know, I I sometimes sit there and I think, you know, I, I I don't obviously I don't write television and and sometimes I think it's probably just as well because I look at some of the shows I watch and they've got 150 episodes and I think I'd struggle to come up with six. <laughs> I know that when you're doing it, it becomes a different thing, but actually, you just sometimes think, how can you keep coming up with these new scenarios? And of course, it's because they're television writers and that's what they do. Yeah. But it's just sometimes you do think, uh, is my format just a little bit too limiting for for where we want to go with this? So yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, while we're while we're talking about other things, uh, yeah. because of the, of the binge watch, because um, you're a bit an old school Doctor Who fan, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. Would you yeah. actually, as an old school Doctor Who fan, prefer it if the entire season, you know, the the new three specials all turned up on the same evening and you could watch them all at once, or are you still? Would you still prefer to wait between them like everybody else? Or? Um, with the with the three specials, mm. I, I kind of would be quite happy if they all appeared on the same night, same day. Uh, I, I don't know which one of them is. Mm. You know, whichever one gets shown nearest the twenty third of November. I'm kind of like, mm. which one is the actual, ah, which mm. is the big one? Is there a big one, or are they all equally um, big? Um, I, I think fandom been... is an interesting thing. I think some, t- some areas of fandom, they want to be the first to see something. They want to be able to say that they've seen something mm. before anybody else has, and that seems to motivate quite a lot of people. So, mm. again, this is where the whole spoiler thing, you know, if you if a new show comes on, you don't, <laughs> you don't want to go on uh, whatever the social network of choice is calling itself this week. You know, it's 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 very much stay out of the way. Or again, get used to the idea of spoilers. I have been skipping through. One of the things I was going to say of mm. my, my my extra material mm-hmm. um, is, is I have been skipping through sort of Matt Smith and Peter Capaldi oh, episodes, okay. um, but not um, not forcing myself to watch every single one mm. just kind of going quite fancy watching that one mm. oh i'll skip to a few to a few oh i want to watch that one. Oh, mm. i'm going to watch the 50th anniversary i'm going to um the, that dalek one was quite good mm. um i watch a bit of this bit of, mm. uh, and i've been quite enjoy, enjoying doing mm. that because i always maintained that that the the after after R- russell was quite mainstream but the mm. seasons with 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 matt and Peter Capaldi, mm. there was a lot going on, mm. um, and sometimes if you've only watched it what, once, you mm. you miss it. I think they probably do. Mm. Um, 
in a way, I prefer watching those seasons because there's so there was so much going on, and sometimes it was hard to watch it to take mm. it all in in one viewing. Mm. But when you go back and rewatch, it gives it's more rewarding because mm. you are noticing stuff mm. that perhaps you missed. I've been very surprised by new Doctor Who in the sense of how little I rewatch. I know there are people who mm. watch each episode a dozen times, and, and fair enough, and that's their thing. But I've been surprised actually how rarely I've gone back to watch episodes. Well, some of these were some of these were only my second watch, mm. um, so I, I quite like. I remembered like I remembered liking Asylum of the Daleks, mm. which is Clara's first one, because I remember mm. thinking. I just her acting, uh, acted mm. the rest of the car, and I remember thinking, um, "This is the girl's got, who's going to be the companion." I'm mm. looking forward to this. Mm. Um, I thought she was really marvelous, and and then, you know, because sometimes I'm a bit of a sort of oh, Dalek story, mm. oh, Cyberman story, but mm. I do think they've managed to. There have been a few mm. that they've done where it has been a bit different. Yeah. There was. Um, the one that's called, like the magician's apprentice. Oh and, yes, and there's a two-part one, and that's Daleks. Although mm. you don't know it from the title, that's when mm. Davros comes back. Mm. That's a Capaldi one, and I um, and I enjoyed that. I mm. partly enjoyed that because of. I think I find with New Who, sometimes I'm watching it for the comic moments. Mm. Um, all the bits like, you've just forgotten about the little uh, yeah. Like, yeah yeah or like how like the character of Missy was mm. so horrible, um, but in a quite comic way. Mm. I mean. Almost inappropriate to Doctor Who, some mm. of the humour. Yeah. Um, like like the, Missy and Clara in a cave, mm. and they and and they kind of go, I wonder how deep that is, mm. and and she, maybe she'd throw a stone down there, and Miss, Missy just shoves her over mm. uh, to see how far she'll fall. <laughs> it, it shouldn't work, but it kind of does. Yeah. Uh, it's almost too slapstick. Yeah. For I did a day it, a few months ago now, but I did a day where I I quite fancied seeing Time Heist again for some reason. Mm. I don't know why Time Heist. I think I fancied seeing a heist movie, and I thought oh, it was a Doctor mm-hmm. Who one. And I ended up watching um, Deep Breath and mm. the uh, is it Twice Upon a Time the the mm. Christmas. I ended up watching yeah. sort of three separate Capaldi's in a day, and I'd forgotten yeah. actually overall how much. I know some people. <sighs> don't seem to like that era but but i i found it incredibly enjoyable day just to to yeah. watch those two or three episodes yeah. you know now um i this it's might be something for another longer episode because mm. i've got one other little anecdote no, after okay. this which is which is which is quicker but this is a big one so we'll, mm. i'll just do it basically thanks to vision on sound <laughs> na- neighbor neighbors is back oh yes, yes, is, yes. i'm sure at time of recording we've just <laughs> at time of recording we just had the first week Mm. And it's caused quite a lot of sort of rumblings on the forums right. because the thing is you have to consider it almost a bit being to some people it's a new sh- it's a new show mm. and although we've got familiar characters there mm. are some new characters mm. and also there's a two year gap um, right. even though there was only a one year gap in real life mm. so there were things were like well do they start with a caption two years later is it. Um, I I don't think it's a caption, but it's mentioned in in the, in right. the scripting. And there's a there's a wedding, and you think some characters are getting married, yeah. and it's not what you expect. And then some people, this is what I was saying early. Some people are like, well, well, I'm I'm not watching anymore. That those two shouldn't be together. Oh, are you not interested about how we get? You know, the next few weeks and months are probably going to be explaining mm. how we find ourselves so different two years mm. later. Isn't that exciting that we're not mm. in the same place we were? 
uh, you wonder about people. Well, fandom's an odd thing. I, I think yeah. sometimes fandom, people want the world to just match what they think it should be in their head and they get yeah. disappointed if it's not exactly how they see it. And I think sometimes that can happen in, in all forms of fandom, really. I think it's, but, there's just a, a general feeling of proprietorialism, if you like. But, uh, I wouldn't say entitlement, that's that's unfair. But, but you people feel so connected to a show that they feel that their disappointments that if you know if someone in their family did something like that they'd be disappointed and i feel that they feel that the characters are part of their extended family but and sometimes it upsets them the best thing i think from a point of view um of, of just how nice this guy is i mm. know he's getting paid but mm. guy pierce has come back again really oh crikey because he and annie jones who plays jane mm. were like oh we we finished the old show Jane and Mike were back together again, mm. but now we kind of have to sort of undo that because mm. Guy Pearce can't come back full time. No. But rather than just go, oh, afford or something, <laughs> um, they said they wanted to kind of do it properly. Yeah. So he's come back and and, and we don't yet know what's going to happen to them. Mm. But I just appreciate that he ca they care. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and that those two actors got together and said, I think it actually matters mm. to, to the audience. Mm. Um, so, you know, because he doesn't mm. have to do it for he's not doing it for the money. God doing it because it's nice to do it properly mm. and not muck it up. So well, some people That's again they feel uh, it, it's a, a lot of these shows. You know, they feel uh, you know these are the shows that made them, and they do feel mm. sort yeah. of quite you know kindly yeah. towards it. Some people never want to look back and 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 just mm. see it as oh that old rubbish I used to do. Yeah. But uh, I think you know I think. Obviously, the caliber of the uh, the person, not necessarily the actor, but the character, the caliber of the person, mm. it tells you a lot about that, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Now, my last thing I want to tell you about very mm -hmm. quickly is I've just introduced somebody to the Avengers wow. for the first time. The, for the first, 60s the, show. Yeah. Um, right. And basically, my friend Harry and I, we, we've been on holiday, and we have a thing we do sometimes where we use a dice to decide what we're going to do, for the, okay. what we're going to eat, where we're going to go, even okay. what type of drink we're going to have. Wow. And because the weather was a bit iffy, we decided we were going to finish off gonna on go the, the last loaded night. dice. <laughs> well, well, we, we, well we, we were going to have a picnic in, in, in the hotel room, and, right. um, and Harry had mentioned he'd never seen the Avengers, and I'm like, well, I've got my laptop with me, I've got ah. Prime, and I've got digital copies. Mm -hmm. So... I said, you've got to see an M appeal, but you've got to see a Tara King, mm. of course. And I said, we'll roll, we'll roll, mm. decide which episodes we watch. Mm. So I don't have to explain to no. how we worked out, but um, we rolled for both, and uh, we got the super superlative look. The superlative, superlative seven. seven. Wow. Um, which is quite, quite good from the point of view of that you've got Charlotte Rampling yeah. and Donald Sutherland and Brian Blessed. Yeah. Not very, a, a bit of a um, Emma Light episode. Very because, Emma Light episode, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but that, I, it, secretly, that worked in my favour mm. because it meant that um, he wouldn't get too overwhelmed by how important Emma is to most people. Mm. Um, now... Um, you, the, you have been using those weighted dice, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's why now, you get now, pizza every night oh, <laughs> the Tara King episode we rolled for mm. uh, ended up being a very Tara centric episode right. um, uh, who was that man I saw you with right. where she's framed and, oh, okay. and it has lots of nice quirky, quirky bits and, uh, mm. and a, an old granny comes in to, mm. to lip read at one point and, um, and there's, there's, it's, it's, um, 
the funny thing was, I was so pleased, I couldn't believe it happened earlier in the the the, the day I'd said, mm. oh, well, if we're having this picnic, we should have a champagne fountain. Uh-huh. So there's an episode where um, uh, Steve mm. and Tara have a champagne fountain. But I, I couldn't remember off the top of my head which one it was. Episode it was. Wow. But it but we're sitting there. Lo and behold. About halfway through, <laughs> some champagne appears, and I'm like, this isn't the episode, is it? And it was. So I was, I was, I was like, so pleased that the dice had, had not only chosen a really good tar episode, but they chose cho- they chosen that scene with the wonderful champagne. See, it's destiny, end, Paul. Is... You've basically you've converted somebody else to the Avengers. Court. He was very impressed. He was very he enjoyed <laughs> he enjoyed them both, but he. He, he could see why I like Tyler so Fabulous. much. And, um, Weirdly enough, I've been diving into the, the Honor Blackman years recently, which I know you're not a huge fan of, but uh, so I've, uh, I, 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 I just, you know, randomly picked a few off the shelf myself. And, mm. you know, I, they are enjoyable. I, I, they are obviously a, a style of television that there's a, a taste that some people don't have but i've been i have been enjoying those as well so the avengers is very much on our agenda at the moment but weirdly enough paul we are running out of our hour so uh we'll with all these these balls in the air as it were obviously with i mean i know you're preparing for return of doctor who you're 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 indoctrinating people with uh with the avengers and neighbors has returned to just swallow up your life again and of course you've got all these other psychological thrillers that you've just you've got to finish off and get through i tell you what paul you're a busy man thank you very much for coming on today and giving giving us your opinion on all these shows so certainly I will speak to you again very yep. soon. I mean, face it, you've got to come back and talk to me about all new neighbours as soon as yeah. you possibly can. You take care. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much. I'll speak to you again soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Chandler the Shy Yeti for joining me to talk about those modern psychological dramas this week and I hope some of you less timid creatures out there find at least some of them tempting. And so as we scuttle back under the duvet whilst keeping some kind of blunt instrument close to hand just in case and leaving all of the lights on that's another vision on sound sleeping with both eyes open for another week. Before I go, I must thank everyone at Fab Radio International for all that they do to allay all of our fears. And as they always do, my thanks also go out to each and every one of you for listening. As ever, I have been Martin, and this has been Vision on Sound. Goodbye for now, and take care.